0: welcome to the fulcrum focus podcast i'm your host gabe ricks we started the fulcrum focus a couple months back to introduce you my listeners to uh, different business owners leaders and just really interesting people with really interesting stories that i feel like would bring you value and, and who is you as i take a look at the different people that follow us i see things like executive director business strategist project manager human resources Shepherds, I'm just kidding. Shepherds don't follow us. Uh, today, I'm very honored to have an extremely good friend of mine on our on our podcast, Nathan Trevitt. Uh, Nathan, how are you doing? And are you ready for this? Doing good. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: looking forward to it.
0: This will be my, my first time on podcast. So, yeah. All right. Well, I don't have a lot more than you, so we'll we'll get through it, man. We'll be good. Uh, Nathan is the president uh, of a company called Trevitt Trevitts, which oddly enough, his last name is Trevitt. Um, I am not going to tell you what Nathan does. I'm gonna let him explain that. And the reason you might want to listen to this today <clears throat> is because, uh, Nathan has one of the most unique and best stories that I've ever heard. Um, I have a lot of conversations with, well, the people that I'm, that I'm doing this for, which would be business owners, leaders, and interesting people. Uh, and I probably tell the story of Trevitz. I bet you, I tell it 30 times a year, just because it's, it is fascinating. It is amazing about how, um, well, Nathan, to tell you this in a second, but just how it started uh, and kind of where it is today. So, so Nathan, why don't you take a couple minutes and just just
1: tell us a little bit about you and tell us uh, a little bit about the Trevitt story. Sure. So, yeah, Trevitts began uh, in 1987 uh, when we moved here. My dad had been transferred uh, to Columbia, South Carolina, where we are. Um, and my, my mom was looking for something to do. Um, the kids were, were into school and she needed uh, something to, to stay busy. She had been a school teacher, but she didn't want to go back to teaching. Um, and so I, my dad had a, a friend who owned a, a pool supply store. He had been taking a uh, bunch of slips of paper from people who came in to, to do a raffle and he wanted to do a mailing to all those people. And my family had bought an Apple IIe computer. Uh, before that so my sisters and I could have opportunity with with computer and, and kind of just an educational tool and so the guy at the pool store asked my dad hey you have a computer why don't you set up and do a mailing is that something you could do Can you print out labels can you type these in and print out labels and he told him sure we'll, we'll give it a try he, he didn't really know how to make that happen but I think with some uh, advice from the high schooler next door and, and some others they were able to figure out how to do that first mailing and uh, in the process my mom loved Inputting the names and doing the data entry and she enjoyed the the challenge of figuring out how to solve problems so uh, she began down that path of of providing mailing services uh, to the the companies around around them. So I grew up in that in that setting I grew up around the mail shop. Um, My my background I went to USC and, and majored in mechanical engineering. So I got my undergraduate and graduate degree there. I went and spent several years designing equipment for automation. Um, one of the machines I designed ended up getting moved to Mexico, and then they ordered eight more of those machines. And uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child, and so I decided, you know, this might be a good time to reevaluate. I looked at the family business, thought, I think there's some, some potential that we can make happen here. So I came in and, and brought in a lot of new services uh, from the print side, as well as then graphic design, web development. So today, um, we, with with Trevitz, we help really help organizations help people become known. Uh, We make sure that their brand is established. We help them get their information out, help them communicate um, what their message is out to the the target audience. Gotcha.
0: Well, the the two biggest reasons I want to bring you on is just to share that story. Just, you know, I obviously wasn't there, didn't see what that looked like. But I just imagine a truck with a reverse lights beeping, backing up in your yard and 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 you re- you y'all really didn't know, y'all really didn't know
1: the magnitude of what that was. I, I think I heard you say it yeah, one time. Yeah, no, you're right. There, we have pictures on the wall here of, of the first time the eighteen wheeler you know stopped off in front of the house and the guy came out and said, "Hey, lady, where's your forklift?" <laughs> uh, well, we don't have a forklift, but um, they they figured a place to go and to make the make the transfer happen into the into the family car and uh, got all the pieces into the house. So yeah, it, it took a few years before we uh. We we realized I think that we had we didn't didn't have the capacity inside the house to keep that that going but uh, but it was a definitely a fun experience getting to grow up through that. You still have the uh, computer that you mentioned that I don't know what is exactly. The Apple IIe. Oh, yeah. that's a that's a classic. Um, no, that's what uh, yeah in school that's what we had in, in all the computer labs. You had floppy you know the five and a quarter inch floppy disks. No hard drive, just put a game in one side, put a, put a disk to save it in the other, or, or a, a you know, word processor. Yeah, Apple IIe, no, that one's, I don't still have it, but no, that, that's a, a classic computer there.
0: Well, I think if you drive by your location, I, I before I really knew you and I saw what it was, I would have said, hey, there's a print store. So if you need something printed, I guess you go there. Um, I've toured your facility twice, um, and uh, you guys do extremely different things for extremely different people. Um, I think the variety of what you guys do is amazing. So I was going to kind of get you to say a little bit about that, but then there had to be a ton of thought, a think tank or I don't know exactly how you guys make decisions, but as the years have gone by from, Hey, mom's got a delivery truck in the front yard to printing the booklets for, I think Miss South Carolina and and ID cards for insurance carriers and stuff like that. What's the process? I want to kind of speak to my, my, my C-suite folks right now, um, kind of the process, how you guys make, come up with ideas and make decisions on deciding, hey, we don't do this at all, but let's do it because A, B, and C. Tell me a little bit about that. Though. Tell me a little bit of what you do and then kind of how the process goes as far as when you're thinking things through, these things through.
1: Yeah, that's a good question because, I mean, there is a, a lot of decision that goes into, is this a, an industry, an area, a segment that we want to be part of? Um, I think the first point of decision is, is it tangential to what we do? So does it sit next to what we do? Is it, is it the same client base? Is it an added service that we can market to our existing clients? Or is it something that's completely different that really requires a start over and, and belongs as a separate organization? So the things that we've gone toward have been those, those nearby services, um, that the same clientele need that we're already addressing. Um, so that, I think that's step one. Is it, is it close by? Um, we, you know, I, I don't get, I don't get too hung up on, is it going to be profitable in its own? I, I, you you can't ignore that, but, um, if it's a service that my clients need, I, I want to make sure that we're able to provide it and that they aren't forced to go find somewhere else. If we can provide it for them. Um, obviously you got to find ways to make that profitability effective. But that, that's never my top priority when I'm looking at new new avenues.
0: Yeah. Did I get that right? Y'all do print the booklets for the, the pageant. You do print ID, plastic ID cards. Yeah. Um, what else What else do you guys do?
1: Remind me. Yeah. So we start, uh, you know, if, if my favorite jobs are the ones that go from start to finish, that, you know, that hit on all the different things that we can offer, which, you know, some of those come in and, and those are always exciting when they happen. But it starts with branding, it starts with helping a, an organization create the persona of who they are, uh, beyond just a logo, but including a logo, and, and it can go as far back as naming. Um, I've, I've got a, a story about about an organization that we, we took all the way from there and, and took it all through completion. So when I'm thinking about some of my favorite jobs, I think that's probably who I'm thinking of, but th- this, this organization was the, uh, they're up in North Carolina, the, I, I honestly, I don't even know if I could tell you for sure what their original name was because it was so long and cumbersome, but something along the lines of Cradle of Forestry Interpretive Association of America. It was something <laughs> like that. Um, and we helped rebrand them as Find Outdoors. So they manage outdoor, you know, state parks and, and stuff like that where you can have facilities, you can have gift stores, you can have, the, you know, the trails maintained, all the things that go into running a state park. Uh they helped do that so we we gave them a new brand um we helped them under you know understand how that's going to work and how they're going to be effective with it so that was on the creative side and then after that they needed elements designed to be printed as well as signage and and whatever that they needed up on their facility but then some of those print pieces start flowing through our print shop and so from there we're you know we're picking the papers we're putting ink on paper making it making it work you know just having some really high quality pieces that they wanted to exemplify who they were and to to show this new brand on. And so we would get printed. It would go through finishing operations where we're, you know, binding it into a book. Um, would have to get shrink wrapped and packaged and shipped out and, and, you know, all the things that kind of tie together those pieces that we do. So when I think of what are the services we offer, I'm thinking through like kind of those processes of how do I take someone from start all the way through finish of a communication project. Hey, remind me, how many employees do y'all have? We have 27 employees right now. Okay. So one of the things that I
0: personally enjoy doing and what I do is, and I'm extremely interested and in, I'm always looking to learn more, um, is just workplace culture. Um, it, it's just amazing the difference in a in a staff and teammates when when there's just a really good culture out there. I know I know several of your employees personally, um, and they're you know they're, they range age ranges from 20s to 40s and almost 50s maybe, um, and, and I and I just sense and then see pieces and flashes of a really good culture, uh, an environment where the employee actually thrives. They uh, they're very clear on what's expected, um, what their job is, um, and all other aspects that go into culture. Tell me about your culture. Tell me what drives your culture.
1: Um, Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I would say the the culture is definitely one. um, One of team, one of family. Um, We are a family run business, but we also treat each other. You have to be careful because some families don't treat each other well. But in the terms of what I think a family should be, we try to treat each other like that. Um, at work, try to treat, treat each other like we're teammates, working toward a common goal. Um, whether it was a sports team or something like that, that, that we, we really do have an objective that we're trying to, to achieve. And, and what that objective is is to create compelling communication for our clients. Like that's the the end goal is to make sure that everything that we touch is accomplishing exactly what the client wanted it to, or or going above expectations. What was your uh, what was your theme word you used a while ago, or words? Um we try to create compelling communication is that the one no it wasn't
0: communicate i forgot what it was when you're talking when you're talking through how you're going to solve a problem or how you're going to do something um you got a theme i cannot remember what it was but um it sounded like it was tied to your values um i just can't remember what the word was your mom and dad are still involved
1: correct they are Yep. they're they're here every day they they contribute to the pieces that they they want to and They're they're at the point where they get to choose a little bit more of what, what pieces they might want to be involved in. Yeah. That's good. But they get to see family. They get, you know, the the people that they've been working with here for the last 20 plus years. I mean, our, our family, you enjoy coming in and spending time with them. You uh, mentioned that you do not have a unique problem. You do not have a problem.
0: Well, not as much of a problem as, as other folks that I see for sure. But um, when it comes to hiring and choosing the talent that you're trying to bring in, um it sounds like based on your culture you don't you don't have that happen a lot it sounds like your retention is pretty doggone good and it sounds like it's a, a direct result of the culture that you
1: guys build the, the family type culture yeah so i mean you know you people need need to have something that they're they're rallying behind and that they're they're moving toward um so we are always trying to improve we're always trying to, to make progress but um, but yeah the culture definitely works toward retention um we make sure that if the company is successful, the employees are going to be rewarded for that. So we have profit sharing that's in place. And that's not intended as a retention plan. That's intended to be what you should do. If, if, yeah. you know, if money's being made, let's share the money with people that are being that, that are the integral parts of making that happen. That, that's yeah, that's our
0: mentality. Yeah. It, um, I spoke with somebody else and saw another podcast the other day where it's theirs is even further where, um, it, it's a, it's a employee owned company and it's not a huge company. It's probably less than a hundred employees, but just allowing the employee to um, you're not muzzling the ox. You know, if you guys are making, if you guys are doing well in a quarter or a year, you're able to pass that along and, and say a special, Hey, this is why, you know, this is because of your effort and you're able to pass that along to the employees. And I hey, think that's a great, that's a great retention tool in itself. Um, as far as decision-making, I'm always enamored that, That you guys have moved from you guys have done several types of services what's your decision process like that do you you make all the decisions or do you have an executive team or team leaders that um y'all make those decisions together kind of tell me the process for uh decision making
1: yeah so there's there's three owners um here who who obviously we we mull over the the big decisions and and work through that but i have key team members in in every area who i'm going to Get feedback from before making any any kind of decision um, for where we're going. You know what I don't ever want to do is is presume that I have all the answers and that I'm the one with, with all the knowledge and just being you know to go make unilateral decisions. I, I want to make sure that I'm receptive to other points of view and and the people who see other sides that that I'm not seeing. Um, we we emphasize that all from. We, we do peer reviews for for you know as far as getting teams to evaluate each other um, because th- they know more of what's going on with, with their coworkers than I do. But what, but when it gets into making big decisions, we're always going to be running that by everybody. We we really we really do view it as a team where we're interested in what everybody thinks and and there isn't a a dismissed opinion. Um, it's, it's all going to be valued and and, and respected.
0: When you look at uh, your organization, and whether it's a job or you just take a, a, a big step back, what's the one thing, if you look at, uh, that just makes you proud? What would that be? As you look at your, your people, your, your business, uh, what, what's, if you can name one, just one thing that just makes you proud? Uh, you, knowing that you are the president, you're, over, you're, you're the guy in charge, uh, what's the one thing that would, what you would
1: say that, that makes me the most proud? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's about helping people. Um, you can accomplish all kinds of things, but if you aren't, if you aren't helping people, and that, and that can be the people internal, that can be our team members, but it can also be our clients. Um, I think that, I mean, that's what we're all shooting for, is to make a difference, to be, to be a help. Um, that, sometimes that means that, that you're, you're giving something away, but sometimes it means that, that you know, you're being helpful in, in what you do for a living. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think people is the, is the key. Yeah. What are we doing for people? What are we doing to make their lives better? What are we doing to impact um, their, their organizations, their businesses? Um, that, that's, that's ultimately cool. what we're shooting for.
0: That's great. It sounds like that goes from all the way from the employee to the client. Um, and it sounds like your clients are, are definitely revolving door-top clients. And that was one of the things <laughs> that impressed me the most when I really didn't know you that well because one of my first questions was about about your sales team and things like that. And you're like, well, our sales team is really me because we've got some really good clients. <clears throat> and those clients end up, number one, talking about us and which produces other clients. But also those clients are are kind of a revolving door. You know, if, you, if you're doing something on an annual, if you're doing something that happens every year for a client, if you're doing a great job, well, guess who calls you again next year kind of thing. So that was one of the first Um, just uh, images I had of you. Um, One question, actually, it's it's a very, it's something I personally do a lot. And I love asking business owners this question, uh, just knowing that from a leader's perspective, there's so much that is on your shoulders. um, There's a lot of pressure to make the correct decisions, uh, you know, make everybody feel included, all sorts of things. And it all starts from your day, your, your beginning of your day. So here's my question I ask, every business leader I speak to is what is your morning routine? And I ask that because my listeners may think, why do you want to know that? Um, It makes a big difference. Um, I've asked a couple, we're using a a consultant right to help us with some branding. Um, And he actually did a podcast about his morning routine and his morning routine was this. He wakes up at 5 a.m., he takes an ice cold shower, doesn't bathe, just takes a shower for 90 seconds. Um, He works out, I think he takes a real bath after that. I hope he does. Um, and then he reads, I think 13 pages of something that he's focused on, trying to learn more about. Um, and I cannot remember everything else, but it's his day starts out very purposeful. It might change here or there, but Nathan, what is your morning routine that kind of gets you focused and into you, into the day that who knows what's going to happen?
1: Yeah, I, I do have a very, very, um, I guess regimented routine. I, I'm out the door by five every morning uh, to go work out. So my alarm is set for every weekday to be four thirty-five. That's how long it takes me to, to get ready and get out the door. Um, so yeah, at five I'm, working out somewhere somehow. Um, so that that sometimes a, a peer-led boot camp uh, outside, or it might be a swim, or it might be a run. Um, but I'm going to be doing something from five five fifteen until. You know, I'll be home by 6: 15 um, at 6: 15 I I'm in the Bible I'm reading I'm journaling I'm studying for 15 20 minutes and then I'm off I'm getting my kids on the bus getting them out the door um, and then I go get get my shower get ready for the day and I'm I'm usually on the road between 720, 730. So. Nathan was uh,
0: gracious enough not to mention that um, I used to be involved in some of those um, peer-led workouts uh, until I uh, uh, kind of dropped out. Um, Nathan and I used to do F3, and Nathan still does F3, and and I don't. I, I, I do some other things, but um, thank you for being gracious with that, Nathan. Sure. Um, what would be, and I'll wind us up here in a second, but when you're, um, I guess, what's a non-negotiable when you are looking at bringing people on you've 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 probably probably have a really good um um resume not not actual resume but just um uh someone's conversation about a person that you might be hiring um as you're talking to that person and maybe even mulling over it until just business decisions what's a non-negotiable that you have that you have in place when making decisions on hiring Making decisions on just decisions, big decisions, small decisions, things like that. If you could only keep one thing, what's a non-negotiable for you as the president of a company? And I did not ask you that question beforehand, so surprise. Yeah, when,
1: when I'm yeah, when I'm looking at, I mean, a hire specifically. I mean, there, are, gosh, if I had to limit it down to just one, I, I can get to two in my head. I'll I'll I'll, I'll start with two. I mean, for someone to fit into our culture, like, and this sounds trite, but they've got to be friendly. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're not going to fit in if they can't be polite, be be cordial. You know, care about other people. Like, you if you don't yeah. care about other people, you're not going to work toward helping other people. Um, so, yeah. I mean, just being being kind. That, that's going to be the first thing when I'm looking to hire. And yet, the second thing, which it's super hard to evaluate in an interview setting. It usually takes a lot more than that. But but a principle that drives everything we do is, is hard work. Like, I, whether it's boot camps, and it's, you know, five in the morning or whatever, like, I value being surrounded by people who want to work hard, not just get by with the minimum, not just skirt by on, on you know, something they did the day before, but, like, they're driven by the challenges that come before them and, and they want to work until the job's done and want to make sure that they've done it to the best they can. And that's an internal, that's an internal thing that, that you got to find in people. And if you find that those people are going to be successful at whatever. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. I, so again, thank you for, for being here. Can I tell you,
0: I want to narrow it down to one. Can I tell you one thing I've, I've learned from you, Nathan? Sure. Um, early on, I, early on, and I had more of an immature look at, at business owners, I just assumed business owners were like, oh, we've got to grow by 15% this year, and you know, blah, 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 and, and I kind of ask you, you know, how are you growing, things like that, and uh, you are one of the most methodical thinkers and decision makers that I've ever met. Um, you, I think patience is a huge virtue that you have, um, and, I, and what I've gained from you is that you just really want to do a good job and treat people the way they should be treated and and have a good product. You want to, their expectations to be met for what they need. Um, You want to be on time, a good product. And, and I think you, you model that for your employees. Um, And I, and I I think that's awesome because they also take that in and, and, and and operate that way. So um, yeah, as far as decisions, um, seems like you're a great decision maker because you don't make one like that. You don't, you're not trying to grow by leaps and bounds, but you're trying to grow the correct way. You're trying to grow because it's time to grow, because, you know, six months ago or a year ago, that would not have worked. Um, and if you would made that decision, you'd be suffering from it right now. Nathan, thanks again, man. I know, I know you're busy. I
1: you know what's going on. Tell my listeners where they can find you. Sure. Yeah, we got Multiple websites online. Um, we have two, two departments, our creative plus department. So that is at creative.plus. And our print and mail the side is going to be at trevets.com T-R-E-V-E-T-T-S dot com. Printmail.bliss B-L-I-S-S. No, it was there was trevets.com and then there was creative.plus P-L-U-S.
0: Mixed Okay, good deal.
1: All right, buddy. Well, you have a great day and thanks for being with us? All right. Thanks, Gabe. Have a good All one. Right you too?